0: On 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com.
1: Second hour, old school. On 937 the ticket, thank you very much for hanging out with us and allowing us to share some time with you, tell some stories, tell some lies, you know, basic stuff, sports talk radio, having a good time. Um 402 464 5685 Sarda Heyman text line, Honda Lincoln hotline if you want to call in. Uh, the Heyman live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter live. Jay Foreman, let them know about the Mercado, and I have something to add.
0: Certified Piedmont tea, special ingredients, and butcher shop, every type of meat, every type of cut. They have seafood, their own spices, sauces, pasta, uh, frozen meals for individuals, family, um, everything under the sun, man.
1: They have a, f- a special Friday the 20th. Manhattan Strip, fourteen dollars. Mm. Yeah, you can go. You entree and side seventeen dollars. Entree side and a drink eighteen dollars. Second floor dining room. Fired Fired Up Friday information. Fired Up Friday just January twenty. There at the Mercado, forty eight forty one North Eighty Fourth Street. Fired Up Fridays brought to you by the Mercado. Nice. Nice. All that in space. A couple of things a couple of Huskers need and deserve to be shout out. Okay. First of all, uh thank you Mark Manning uh for the invitation to come and watch the Huskers wrestle this weekend. Uh they faced two top 11 programs, dominated them both. Uh Friday night was exceptional in watching them um and 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 then to, to bounce back immediately and beat Northwestern, Mikey Labriola, and watch him. He is a rock star. He's, if Nebraska wrestling had a Conor McGregor, it's Mikey Labriola. He's got the swagger. He's got all of that. And then he's undefeated. I believe he's 16 or 17-0, and 0, uh, one of the top two wrestlers in his weight class. But shout-out to Liam Cronin, who was voted by the NCAA as its wrestler of the week.
0: That's pretty big. Wrestler
1: big. of the Week. So the Big Ten Wrestler of the Week and the NCAA Wrestler of the Week. Uh, Cronin, who, look, great performances. Um, I'm looking forward to like I the crowd that was there. Cronin wrestles at 125. He's from Orange, California. Um, defeated higher-ranked athletes in both meets.
0: You know, the great thing about Nebraska wrestling is that they embody their coach, Mark Manning. He's a great. About dude. That? He's a great dude. Uh, tough as never. I always make the joke just <laughs> somebody roll up on him in a bar. Big yeah, mistake, it, right? He got that Big old mistake. man. Big mistake. He's ready to go. I mean, he my fuse is pretty pretty short, but his he's ready to go. Uh, so you always w- wish the the best for him. He knows the Husker way. They're a tough team, and he loves to coach those kids. They love him, and that's what you see out there on uh on the floor. So and
1: great crowd. It was packed at Devaney night. Great crowd on Friday and bo- and and Sunday. Um, also, want to shout out. So they've got. I mean, they've got some 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 dudes, and it's impressive to watch. But let's switch to volleyball because the Husker volleyball program recruits at a level that I don't think is is matched in the in the country in any sport in any level. Why Harper Murray is the name, the 2023 Gatorade Player of the Year, who was committed to the University of Nebraska. To play volleyball, mm. she has an older sister uh, that played at, uh, at plays at University of Michigan. Her father, uh, Veda Murray, played football at Michigan. Um, but the number one player, the national player of the year, coming to Nebraska and going to be a part of the Husker volleyball program. Job well done uh, to John Cook. Job well done. Uh, you know they, they they they're doing man. It's impressive to, to watch them continually be able to sell and reset the program. You lost some talent, folks who are gone pros. They've got a ton of pros um, already, folks who have gone to different places. Uh, but to, to add Harper Murray to it, uh, to this program, is exceptional. And she was just named uh, the Gatorade Player of the Year. So uh, we're 30 days from just under 30 days for softball. We're 30 days from baseball. Um, I have current plans to go to Minneapolis for uh, the baseball tournament and the women's Big Ten tournament, which will be in Minneapolis days apart. So that might be the plan, um, Jay. I, m- I might ask you to go instead of you can go to Minneapolis with me. Maybe we'll send Strickland to to the men's Big Ten championship.
0: And where is that at? Chicago, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, let's try going. Okay. <laughs> I go to Minneapolis <laughs> go
1: hang out and do that. So that that's kinda of the plan going through uh as well. And we have so much good stuff going on. Again, tonight, uh Big Brother, Big Sister uh, Lincoln. They will come in. Austin is is going to fill in for me and and handle that. Uh, and then Kyle Perry from from uh, Nebraska baseball. Uh, and then Rocky Russo from the Lincoln Stars. And the stars are on fire. Um, hopefully Rocky Russo brings me a stars jersey. He has been talking about. They have a red, white, and blue jersey. Is and he as you bring see, you
0: like one of those heavy ones. On? I need
1: I need the real one. But yeah. you see what
0: I'm rocking today? Right.
1: This is the volleyball, the USA volleyball joint. Austin, Emma, 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 is this not top level? This that's is, awesome. This is you you top. walked in for the cross. I'm like, yeah, that's, nice. Uh, this that's nice. nice. This one's nice. This uh, one's nice. So we'll do that. So shout out to Husker Sports, Husker Athletics, and all that they're doing. Uh, the men uh, are at home tomorrow against PBA. Please show up. Please show up. Every, there's nothing else going on tomorrow, tomorrow night. Go. And get your butts down to PBA and help the Huskers get back on the winning track against Ohio State. Yeah, that would be the, a tough game, man. The ladies will travel, and they'll go to West Lafayette and play Purdue. Um, and I believe, oddly enough, I think the game's at the same time. Exact same time. Boo! <laughs> Who did that? Stop it!
0: Somebody was asleep at the wheel.
1: Stop it! Why would you put the two... Stop it. Just stop it. So... Lots to talk about there. I thought, um, Jay Foreman, that this week sort of would tee off on last night. So whatever happened last night, the NFL was going to change no matter what happened last night. So if the Cowboys won, Brady would not play well, and the discussion over his future – and what it means. Is, is he done? Is he just done in Tampa? Can Tampa make a move? What would be required for Tampa to get things in place? Yeah. Where should Brady go if he was going to continue to play? What's the best landing spot for him? Can he play at a level where a team would bring him in to be the sole missing piece? Right. So, or if they won, then what happened in Dallas with the coaching staff? And I still think. That if they lose to the Forty
0: – if they lose bad,
1: if they lose bad to the Forty Niners, the, the conversation then has Sean, to happen.
0: Sean Payton will be hired. It, Mike McCarthy be going out the back door with his with his coaching stuff. Sean Payton will be pulling up because Sean Payton lives in well, he, lives, he has a house in Dallas. Well. What does
1: what does what? So if the Cowboys wins win this week. Does that give McCarthy enough to keep the job, or does he have to win the NFC Championship, or does he have to he's win gotta, the Super Bowl?
0: I think he's got to get there.
1: I think he has to win the NFC Championship, or he has to get no, to the I NFC Championship? I think it has
0: to look good, and he has to get there. Um, All right,
1: Cowboy Nation, who, who, tell t- let me know. What does
0: McCaffrey have to do? But, see, the things that are holding Dallas back, some have to do with McCarthy, but then some of it has to do with the known – entity and that's jerry jones being too involved in the football stuff sean payton is going to come in like sean the sean payton that or that jerry jones would be hiring isn't the sean payton that was assistant coach for bill parcells mm-hmm. or the offensive coordinator mm-hmm. so he's you're getting a bill parcells type of coach now he's a super bowl champion he's built the the saints up to a obviously well respected in a winner so he's coming in he's going to want to pick his players he's going to want to have control and he's mm-hmm. not going to want to have jerry jones or his son or his daughter be the de facto head coach offensive coordinator xyz sean payton isn't going to show up and jerry jones will be like you have to keep telling more That's i mm-hmm. doubt that's going to happen mm-hmm. now maybe if he has a prior relationship so be it but Sean there, work, there
1: is a relationship. Like, like, can, we, can we just say there's zero chance that Sean Payton has a house in Dallas and no relationship to Jerry No, Z?
0: I mean a relationship with Kellen Moore. Okay. Sean Payton will probably most likely call his place. He's going to be the play caller. He did it in New Orleans. So why would he keep Kellen Moore as the play caller? You get what I'm saying? I absolutely so, agree with that. So I think those, and those are the things that might actually work in McCarthy's favor as long as he doesn't drop the ball now if he doesn't have a huge time management thing or some, you know it's something that where mm-hmm. it just blows up on social media and through the different networks i think he'll be fine i think they're closer than than people think i don't think dallas is a super bowl team i think there's still some the whole the holes you know in their defense in particular like i know philly went and got uh indomitian sue that would have been a great now granted i don't know if they called him but that would have been a great addition for the Dallas Cowboys in the sense of come in, your job is to stop the run, and then when we have third downs and then third and fourth quarter when it's money time, and, and Dominican Sue always shows up. Mm-hmm. Instead, Philly identifies an issue right away. Three weeks of, of being soft against the run, they go get two big guys that will do it, then it allows Fletcher Cox not to be a down in or every down player, so now you're getting more out of him. Now you're getting more out of Graham. Now you're getting more out of Sweat uh, as far as the pass rushing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you got the young man that they picked up. Uh, what's his name? He's from he's from Temple. Yeah, um, Redick, mm-hmm. and and he's up there at 13-14 sacks. So Jerry Jones being late to the party because Jerry Jones was, was chasing or thinking about Odell Beckham Jr. Now you've seen some of that with the whole airplane thing but they didn't need another receiver. You had C.D. Lamb, right? You had uh, the other receiver that's coming off, and then you had the two tight ends that have stepped up. Your offense is fine. What you needed to make sure is you shored up the defense so it didn't have any holes. A a run-stuffer in the middle accentuates Micah Parsons. It takes the, the, the pressure off Van Der Ash, Anthony Barr, and all those guys to be thumpers because you got to respect a borderline, you know, Hall of Famer and then Sue. but he's in Philly.
1: Well, and and the leadership and having been in those in those situations, right? Championship it's another pedigree. guy, you know, championship yeah. Championship pedigree is is a is a big thing. In so,
0: charge. the long story short, it, Mike McCarthy, as long as he doesn't drop the ball, will be the Dallas Cowboys head coach next year. Either him or Kellen Moore.
1: Yeah, I, I just I, you know I was curious about the, you know for all the Cowboy fans out there that gave me grief. You could you just tell me what would it take for?
0: I mean, he's got to literally. Have a, I mean, because he's not coming in, and Dallas not like playing well. Is he, he anybody
1: would is there any Cowboy fan that would rather have McCarthy over Sean Payton, regardless of what the out seasonal outcome is?
0: I doubt it. But like I said, it, you're getting a different Sean Payton, and the the working relationship between Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton in mm-hmm. New Orleans was a great match right they probably had some friction they had some tough meetings but they all were on board jerry jones is the owner and his son and daughter are, are he just they're very involved now granted he owns the team and they've built it up to a you know obviously one of the most uh you know uh you know work you know the worth of of his of the dallas cowboys franchise is probably one of the you know the you know valued at one of the best so I understand that, but Sean Payton's coming in there wanting to, you know, do his thing. So, as much as you like the idea of Sean Payton, and, and that's the big thing, right? Sean Payton and Jerry—if Jerry Jones could say, "Look, I am getting long in the tooth. We're all going to step back. We're—we just want to be abreast of everything going on, but we're going to give you one hundred percent, you know, authority to do your thing, hire the coaches, and and meet, assuming meet, that and the players the would head.
1: have to put, have to buy into this as well."
0: Well, he'll get instant. Like, Dak 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 has a say-so, right?
1: In business, Deloitte sees two approaches to innovation. People who look at the new technologies and changes swirling around them and wonder what's possible, and people who use cloud to engineer it. Creating new revenue with industry cloud platforms, optimizing costs through multi-cloud adoption, and adopting technologies from AI to edge. Join the innovators. Start at Deloitte.com slash U.S. slash cloud and get the end-to-end services you need to get the cloud value you expect. Deloitte.
0: No. No? So, I mean, he, why wouldn't you want to have Sean Payton as your coach? Why wouldn't you? Because I mean, you they, know what you know. Because he's a – well, first of all, he's going to be – he's going to get the ultimate respect to every player in there. Because I mean, you would think, I mean, the guy that, that coached Drew
1: Brees should yeah. have enough cachet oh, yeah, to, they,
0: That's not even going to be a problem. Mm. I mean – it would it would be actually probably better for Dak. You know, I think a little bit of the confusion in the first year of McCarthy was McCarthy, Kellen Moore, Dak. Where was the, the lines were crossed? I think that's better this year, um, and Dak has a better hold on the team in the in the offensive scheme. But you know, look at, at right now, Mike McCarthy's. His, 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 it's just like at Nebraska, right? You know, when we talked about it before the season, your best ability is to focus on the now and which you can control mm-hmm. how hard you work every day how the team goes out there and how well they're prepared to go out there and play Jerry Jones even though he's a de facto head coach he's smart enough to know if Jay Foreman's out there and he's pre- he was prepared by Austin the coach and I go out there and lay an egg or I have a rough day at the office he does know it's not all Mike McCarthy's fault but if there's time clock management issues Play calling issues or just head coaching issues that help you lose, or that you know, lead to a big factor you lose in the game. That falls on the head coach. So as long as he stays out of his own way, and then you know, Dallas can win this game. Don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the Forty Niners uh, are going to beat Dallas because Seattle's offense is decent, right? The, Seattle has to play a very clean game offensively. They're they're you know perfect, perfect, <laughs> and their defense lost the number one player to help them against San Francisco, which is Brooks. He's out for the ACL. Whereas Dallas, this is their biggest challenge. If Dallas, f- which they've gotten healthier now, where you got a, a hall of famer left tackle playing right tackle because the rookie that they drafted is playing good. They got uh, Martin back. They're starting to, they got their offensive line back. This is the biggest challenge for the 49ers from a defensive standpoint. You get what I'm saying? You got, you got a team that has the ability to run the ball. You have a team that has a tight end that's a factor. You've seen that. And you they have a true number 1 and a number 2 uh receiver and they have a quarterback that's legit. Right? You know, Geno Smith, Dak Prescott. It's always Dak. And a guy that just played his best game that's coming in hot. So now you now and you just been sitting around for a week or not sitting around, but you're you aren't you you know, you're nice and not sure. I, I, I
1: again, I think pressure on Purdy will matter.
0: You gotta see. This is what people don't understand. Like Nebraska fans, and we'll get into. I'm assuming with the next segment about you know the commit and, and the mm-hmm. three-three-five. Mm-hmm. We have they, they they Your idea. You have got to hit the quarterback. You have got to get on this dude. You have got to make him uncomfortable. Purdy is awful comfortable. <laughs> I mean, he is back there. Clean. I mean, he is Clean back there. Is the of hell. I just talked about Glide. I yeah. mean, he is just like team takeoff. Hand off, boom. Let's get it first read open. I mean, he is chilling back there.
1: Well, here's the thing. Like, I'm curious now, the best left tackle in, in the universe is in San Francisco. Do you line Parsons up and make him take that beating all game or do you try to move him around? Like, what no, do you, you move him do? Around.
0: You don't run from Trent Williams because uh, Trent Williams is that dude. But so is Michael Parsons. Don't I'm telling you. Yeah, but if don't if, think.
1: But see, here's the thing: if I'm going after Micah with with Trent, I'm running at him.
0: I'm right, gonna make the, I'm but, gonna but, make
1: but, Parsons play through Trent. I'm right, not gonna but, let him but, play around. But I'm Trent. gonna
0: tell you this: Mike Michael Parsons is gonna play through him. That's what that's the that's what I'm saying. Don't don't sit up there and just because if if Michael Parsons gets off on Trent Williams, that whole mentality of that team is done. So don't just come out there and think you're just going to just just bulldoze Michael Parsons. What you need to do is send Trent Williams right at Vander Esch so he gets on another Instagram viral video mm. and he takes his head off like he did everybody, mm. like when he hit that dude from the Falcons and the dude well, disappeared they move, away.
1: Well, they moved Trent around. Like the 49ers moved Trent around. Right. But I, to me
0: <laughs> – Well, not every play because it's not right. – But you got to think, if he goes to the other side, you got McGinley – that ain't no. That, dude, you as you that, as a, lot, you, as, a you,
1: you as I'm putting you in the head of Micah Parsons. When you go to sleep the night before the game, you, in your hope of hopes, think that they make Trent keep his feet still, and that you can be more athletic and graceful around him. You, I can't imagine that you go to sleep hoping to be put uh, in a no, closet no, with Trent Williams. No, it's just like it's like, just like you Larry, don't want to be in short space just, it's, it's, with it's with Silverback. Like, it's like,
0: just like when we played Larry Allen. Now I knew when I was knowing, Larry Allen's gonna pull around on the power. Jay Foreman's got to be there, and I gotta let him know I'm here. I'm not trying to do that. 20 times.
1: <laughs> hey, like the hey, look on your hey, face hey, just changed. Hey, like look hey, at I'm lookout- been telling,
0: I'm telling you. <laughs> I consider myself pretty tough when I played, and I didn't back down from anybody. But I'm going to tell you this right Right. now: I am not doing that no more than three times a game. (laughs) That's all all you get. I'm not doing it. That's all you get. I'm not doing it. Like, and you you better use uh, and uh, you uh,
1: better use them out, spread them out throughout the course of the game. Because
0: let me tell you something. (laughs) Exactly. Because if I fill up against Larry Allen. That safety, you better be hitting because you better be making that tackle to make my headache worth it. <laughs> this is
1: when the, this is when Jay looks over at the, the sidelines like, you better bring some help because right. oh, yeah. this is this, look, this is happening out here. Like this is in real oh, time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so Micah Parsons <laughs> is going to see the thing. What I would do with Micah Parsons, I would he can affect the play everywhere. Yeah. So I would look. You're going to go up against Larry Allen. Cool. Larry Allen respect or not Larry Allen, but Trent Williams respects you. You got to respect them. So, just as you're thinking about him, he's thinking about you, right? And you're going to be on the right side. You're going to be on the left side. But where he really can destroy this whole game, when you think of the, the 49ers with their play-action pass, with their little bit of a power game inside-outside run with with uh, McCaffrey, you know, because a little bit of how he runs with him, is I would not hesitate to blitz him right up the middle multiple times. I, I, because, I, I, I think, I think, think he, that's he. I look, he would. Dish, I mean, if, he, he, no, but
1: if Dallas did that, you don't have anybody outside for Debo and, and McCaffrey and Kittle. No, that, no, you know, no. Like, but,
0: but, but. Oh but my D, goodness that, gracious! That's what the corners are for. But I'm talking about. Oh, but, I
1: would rub. I would. This would be me. If if I thought Parsons was blitzing up the middle, I if I'm the offensive coordinator for the 49ers, I'm taking my I'm taking my headset off because you're doing for me. The one thing I need for you to do, which is make my more athletic sp- people in space have the one dude that 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 we that can jam it all up for us. Yeah, the but, quick throw for Purdy, dumping the McCaffrey and Debo all out on the wings with one fewer great defensive player in that, that space. But that's, to
0: come. but that's not a smoke screen. That that happens. Dallas is gonna. They're good at enough tackle in short area where Dallas or where 49ers get you is on the play action. And then they can create space with their pass route. Then they, Debo Samuel, will catch an eight-yard hitch and he's gone. What happens is with Michael Parsons because he will flat out destroy the center guard, the center and two guards. Is he will be in Purdy's face. That's eliminated. It's not every play. I'm just talking to throw you off. Yeah. Because you, it, the worst thing that you can do when you have a dominant player and he's a dominant football player, in Michael Parsons, is. To let the defense know exactly where he's at, right. because if you're right. rushing from the right side, yeah. they're throwing it over here. So now you're nullifying. When he's in the middle, you don't know where he's going because he could actually line up in the middle, stem to the outside. You had to play over there. He gets his hand up. Michael Parsons such a good athlete. Tip it up, catch it himself, and ain't nobody catching. Him. Yeah, it's it's, it's so a pick it's, six if, if, if you do a, something it's, poor. It's a chess. It's a, it's a chess match. But the corners, Diggs is going to have to have a good day against Samuels. He's going to have to tackle. They're going to have to – everybody around them is going to have to play well. That's the thing that makes the 49ers offense so dangerous Or the system. Kittle, second probably to Kelsey's dominant tight end, mm-hmm. give or take whoever. Mm-hmm. right? Debo Samuel and nuke. Well, nuke's more of a kind of a true like number Anouk's one – the X factor because I a, just they... – He's a true number one route running receiver, but his run after the catch has gotten better. Then you got Debo Samuel who's like – Essentially, a running back that d- can go house call on you—you you got him. Then to make it even worse is you have a plethora of running backs, and then you have McCaffrey. A gang. When he gets out on on and on, out in the open space, he got Gensu's like any other receiver, <laughs> right?
1: right? So
0: what they do is is they stretch you out wide, yeah. and then they have the physicality to bust you up the gut. Yeah. So that's where they get you. So you everybody has to play. It, you know what I mean? Now, Mike, it's,
1: it's, it's a lot. Like, I love the matchup. I love the matchup because there's, everybody's got, everybody's got to play. Everybody's, everybody's got to play in this thing. At the end of the day, day, day,
0: you're in the playoffs. There is no easy game. Oh, there is, is no, good. Hey, we're going to get on the plane from Dallas. We're going to go out to San Fran. We're going to let you know, we're going to win by 10 and just, you know, just slop around. I think this
1: is a final possession game anyway. Right. Right. That, that. Somebody gets up big early and then the other team fights their way back into it and then it comes down to a final drive where Dak has to make a play or Purdy has to make a play. Um right. I trust 49ers. Of- we tr- everybody in America trusts the 49ers kicking game better more than Dallas after last night. Right. Yeah. Uh <laughs> poor guy, he had a tough yeah, night. Husker. Come on, Yeah, he had Marr, a right? yeah, he, he But he had here's a tough night. here
0: DP, just imagine this. Imagine the 49ers win the win the toss, mm-hmm. right? Defense goes out there, you're defer. That's that's your lifeline. That's your tempo setter, right? That defense has been there. Week one, day one, Dallas takes that ball and goes right down the field. That that's, that stadium, Levi Stadium, will be dead silent. That's what Dallas has to do. You come right out throwing haymakers. Now, the one thing I like about the 49ers, though, I know all the other teams copy them. When they really come out, when the 49ers come out the locker room, they really think they a gang mm-hmm. because they come out with that oversized boom. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they have Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, and they really believe. They win getting off the bus. They really believe in that locker room. They about that life, and that's the way they play.
1: Yeah, Trent Trent, Trent sets like he's the first one. I mean, you had number like, uh, –
0: McGillney got in uh, uh, uh Jalen Ramsey face when hmm. Debo Samuel and was dogging him.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Look, I, I love the matchup. It, for the traditional football fan well, is, who, who, can, who, who can go Dallas back Dallas and, and g-
0: San Francisco, when the NFL was taken off, was always in the NFC Championship. And remember, they'd be at Candlestick. Mm-hmm. Dallas would come up there. Mm-hmm. The The field would be all kind of wet and choppy. Yeah, you know, one right. shot,
1: one set was Deion versus versus right. Rice, and then the next year they flipped it. It was Irvin. Uh, it was
0: Irvin. first Irvin – Deion against Irvin. Uh-huh. He won it, and then he signed with Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then it was Dion against Jerry. Wright. So it, I mean, it's two storied uh, organizations.
1: Troy against against Montana and, and Young. Yeah, you could you could,
0: could Steve Young get over the hump? Right. I mean, you just imagine the alumni that are going to be at Jerry's. Oh, find, is,
1: well, the question is again: What side of the field is Charles Haley going to be on? <laughs> Charles
0: Haley ain't going to be
1: there. Charles Haley. Charles Haley would be there. I guarantee. Yeah, He's going to be on his ranch. Charles son. will be there. I I wouldn't be surprised if Dion was there. Because this is a Dion kind of event, this is a Dion kind of event for him to show up and have like a split jersey and then you know a Colorado hat like that. Coach I, I, Bryan. Yeah, I, I fully expect that. There's lots to talk about, and because of the, of the of the the legendary connection to it, I mean the the NFC East playoff connection is like this is big. Oh, having yeah. two NFC teams, with three. Philly? I just want is, to with, say with this: Philly, hold on. Three of the four teams in the in the NFC are NFC East teams. For all you people, that, on that hated on yeah. the NFC East two years ago, swallow, swallow and digest
0: what the NFC East but, is doing. DP, you're forgetting though. These are you talk about blue blood college programs. Mm-hmm. These are four blue blood. NFL organizations, mm-hmm. Philly and the Giants from way back in the day. You mm-hmm. think about that with mm-hmm. Dallas, mm-hmm. right? The only thing we were missing is the commanders and then San Francisco. Mm-hmm. These are the four. Those are, li- those the, the, those, those are the chips. Other right.
1: than the, like, the Bears have a chip, right. Tampa.
0: But I'm just talking about when you talk about when we were watching it, when there was only one Monday night football, one game on Sunday. That was it. It was Dallas against was Philly, it. Dallas against the Giants. San Francisco would be playing Dallas. This is a historic weekend right here. I'll
1: give you a choice. With your you boy, can... Daniel Jones, the fastest Ooh.
0: quarterback in the league.
1: <laughs> Sunshine. Yeah, don't be hating on Daniel. Don't hate we can, on Danny Dimes. We, I hate on him because he's a giant. That's like if he was playing somewhere else, I'd probably be okay. You got to hate
0: on him because he went to Duke.
1: Yeah, that you know, that part too. Um you, I'll give you the choice. You let us know when you when you come back. Do you wanna talk about the three three five? Do you wanna talk about the Huskers? Or do you wanna talk about these other games? We'll let Jay Foreman set the tone for, for, for this conversation when we come back.